This is Bam Pow Comic Hour with your hosts, Andrew Glanner and Chris Ramos. Tonight, we dive in the dark depths of the underwater kingdom that is Aquaman by Jeff Johns Omnibus. Did you just come off like top of your head with that? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. In case anyone's wondering, we don't use a script here. None of our podcasts have ever had a script. We're just naturally this witty. Yes. And... This is our first Jeff Johns review, which we've covered various titles in the DC universe and various superhero characters. We've covered Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, and now we finally get to the fourth part of the Trinity, (laughs) as some would say. It is Aquaman, (laughs) and we are super excited because this uh, Jeff Johns... He actually gives us some, I don't know, confidence to the character, something to hold their head up on, something to be proud of, something to kind of say, here, world, this is what Aquaman is all about. This is what he should be. This is what he should be. That's when this first came out. uh, People were like, this is what he should be. So we've had it on our list for a while. We're just now getting out to it. So this isn't like a brand new comic. Um, No. We're looking it up. It came out when the new 52 started. So, yes. Andrew, take us down. What is the new 52? Oh, gosh. All right. That's a whole rabbit hole. That's a lot. But we're going to keep it. We're going we're gonna to try to keep it <laughs> concise and to the point. All right. DC Comics started uh, in 1940, and then it ran all the way through until the new 52. They decided to. Yeah. To basically, um, Flashpoint happens. Flashpoint, Barry goes into the past. He fixes something that happened in his life. The Flash. Uh, and literally rewrote DC continuity after that. Um, then you know, Flashpoint happens. Uh, they fix they fix the timeline, and they but the timeline isn't all. It's not the same. It's the new Fifty Two. So in September uh, or August, they canceled all other titles they had going. DC had going Action Comics, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, you name it. They just clean house. I said Which- okay. Which is a big deal. Sometimes um, comic book editors and publishing companies, you know, they feel like their stories are just sort of going into like like a brick wall, right? Brick like, wall or spinning in circles. Yeah, and they're like, they got to get whoa. something a pizzazz, something for, you know, the, the average person to go, oh, what's that? You're rebooting this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So their first reaction is to say, well, let's just take all of our titles, which have been running for years and years and years, and just put them at issue zero. And let's right. just start like as if we've never met them. And, uh, right, and DC is notorious for yeah. having uh, these events called crises. The crisis. And you're out. This goes back to crises on multiple Earths, infinite Earths, um, infinite crisis, things like that. Even to this day, they're still having crisis events, and it's basically a way for DC to reset their continuity a little bit or to rewrite something. Yeah, I, you know, and, and I'm trying to think what Marvel has. Uh, Marvel has a really done it they at least not to the point or as frequently as dc has they have big like cosmic events or big yes. you know sort of world change they have things, events i but guess they don't like but they keep it, it going nothing yeah they don't go back to zero so yeah. that's where dc differs which is refreshing to some and for some they're like oh you just kind of forgot all the continuity you built up that's a big discussion for another yeah. show okay so now we went down <laughs> but, that rabbit trail so, the idea right is <laughs> and so it's up oh so then we go to september of 2011 all the issues zeros come out for each character. And, you know, uh, Jeff Johns, he did Flashpoint. So this, he was a perfect branching point for some writers and things like that to say, okay, I'm going to write this character. Um, 
and give him a, a fresh new take with you know while still having some elements of his origin stories mm-hmm. um in some some points they did talk about his origin story but they didn't do it like the first thing you know that happens they kind of do adventures they're trying to world build see yeah. where they are today and then kind of dial it back well and it was also kind of neat to see some of your characters start over and what they did was they didn't like redo everyone's origin to, from nothing they just like yeah. said Boom! These these are heroes, and they've always been here, sort of. Right, thing. or modernize it. Yeah. yeah, and like uh, Batman and Superman sort of met again for the first time, which is you know okay, that was a cool little moment in the comics there. Um, uh, long story short, New Fifty Two started in twenty eleven. It wasn't taken very well. It, years and years went by, and people were like, I don't know. I don't, I like any of these new characters, the way they're written, they wrote Superman, um, a little more brash. He was a little more like angry and he was just sort of um, tough. With yeah. The world. I guess one of the prime examples was Superman and Wonder Woman had a relationship in the new 52. Yeah, that was that. one of like the big stark, darkling things. Yep, Batman then, had this, like they went in very in the depths of like his supporting cast and like Gotham and yeah, things like that. And Scott had, Snyder did that. Like so many guest writers that they just sort of all had fun with it. And they just, I don't know. It just wasn't handled very well from the fan perspective. They just thought it was a little bit all over the place. And then of course there, there's some core fans that said, I just want to go back to where it was, you know, right. like, why would you redo all of this? Um, so, uh, but this is like their their did, time of that. It was like a, over a course of about five years, I would say, from about yeah. 2011 to 2014, 2014, 2016 in some cases. And then DC kind of uh, eventually. Then they came out three right, well, That's your quick continuity lesson for that. But for for this <laughs> podcast, yes. maybe we'll do another podcast explaining some things. Um, that would be kind of a cool sure. thing just to say. Like, let's just explain um, some of these big. I books. guess to even go into who Jeff Johns is. I think we have to establish that. Okay. Jeff Johns, he is the writer and producer and he wears all the major hats and even, I think he even got to be like executive producers and almost like a president of like their producing or shows and television. Yeah. They moved him even beyond comics to get into like their media because he started writing for um, like the Justice League movie he wrote. Yeah, that. Star he wrote Girl a has been out the there. Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, but uh, we won't hold that. That one's a dud. And uh. <laughs> yes, is he the best writer they have? No, but is he the most? He's a great storyteller. He's good at building worlds. So like they, if they had a character like Aquaman, and they said, "Hey, this is a character that's kind of like not the most popular. Maybe Aquaman's not outselling other people," and Aquaman kind of has a history of just people thinking he's a, a goofy character, right? Yeah. So um, they they'll give that character to Jeff Johns and say, "Give him a backstory, give mm-hmm. him an origin, give him like some love interest, figure him out." Yeah. And Jeff Johns will deliver. I mean, yes. he's good at that. He's he's really good at it. Um, some of his like. He's did, and there's not a lot of characters he hasn't done, so it's better just to list like, oh, what he has, some of the things he's he has primarily done. DC. I mean, yeah. that's a good way to say it. Uh, a lot of our it. omnibuses that are on our bookshelves, like, is the Green Lantern by Jeff Johns, is yep. the Flash by Jeff Johns, the Justice Society of America by Jeff Johns, yeah, which are all, all of those omnibuses. are considered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of those are considered the best run of those groups or yeah. those characters, like Jeff Johns' Green Lantern. He set the stage for Green Lantern for, for forever. I mean, yeah. he really did a great job with that too. So, 
Um, he's definitely somebody and he's very approachable in his writing I feel like like and you could give this to anybody this you could give this on this or any yeah. of them any of your stories to anybody and they can just pick it up and just feel like you're in with the character it's because he does a fair amount of like explaining before he just throws things out there you know some some of the writers sort of expect you as a comic book reader to know like the past 40 years of history. Yeah. Um, he kind of like re-explains it and redevelops it, but in a way where you're not left behind. It, yeah. It's really good. And that's, that says a lot about uh, a writer and the talent that he brings to uh, a comic. So I really appreciate that. So for this Omni, it starts out with Aquaman um, already like, you know, I guess if, if you've seen the Aquaman movie with, Jason Momoa, you know, he has to sort of find himself and find his scepter and find his outfit. You know, sure. Sort of like get back. It has some, it does base itself around this, this omnibus and yeah. th these like first set of stories. But it kind of starts out where he's already um, active as uh, in the hero community. It's because when new 52 started, they had the justice league get together really fast. Mm -hmm. So it was like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, um, Cyborg. I mean, they were all just yeah. together. So Aquaman right away was always sort of part of that team. And then the, then his stories came out yeah. about the same time. Mm -hmm. maybe yeah. A little later, later right? a little later, but not too much. Yeah. Maybe a year into it. They said, all right, let's, let's take this character. Right. And, it's kind of interesting how the public uh, or like the citizens, I guess, in the DC universe approach Aquaman because they always find him still the fish out of water. Yeah. And they're always like, they're always making fun of him. And I think that's what was really cool about this. These stories right up front and the first set of stories, they, they already like dismantle all his stereotypes that <laughs> are silly or do you talk to horses or do you or see horses or do you yeah. talk to this and that um just all the things that make aquaman silly yeah go call a whale and talk to fishes right and he's like i don't talk to fishes i influence them yeah you know, he encourages Pushes them, them to, telepathy yeah yep. telepathically <laughs> so he he can sort of tap into them and as um nature he you know as as wild creatures he could say uh, come support us and they they sometimes come and sometimes right. they don't what i didn't know when i i didn't know a lot of about aquaman's history going on this but uh, i was i found interesting that he actually already has like superhuman strength and he is already kind of like tough like invulnerable tough maybe not as mm. to the level of superman but he's like right behind there yeah he's pretty with yeah. like Aqu or uh with wonder woman i would say um he's like right there and that, that that was pretty cool. His trident does like a little bit like powerful powers here and there, but um, it's more like a pot device, I think. But uh, it's it still looks really cool, and he can really he does swim really fast underwater and communicates well. Um, so that was really cool. I didn't know he was that strong. <laughs> yeah, and they so they start him out too with Mara with his uh, yeah Mara like his his uh, appointed queen his yeah. appointed girlfriend she's awesome wife thing. Um, but she is a really good little balance because Aquaman is um, half human yep. and half Atlantean. Atlantean. So that's where he gets sort of his connection to humanity. So when he tries to protect um, people and sort of obey the laws of our land where he says, oh, well, the police are here. Let's, you know, calm down a little bit. Um he respects the police. He respects the government. He respects, you know, surface dwellers. 
where Mara is not half human. So she doesn't really care about our rules and she sees herself. Way yeah. Above those. Yeah. So, she, she is. I, that's a cool perspective. Like she's coming from this whole other family that actually is like a true, like, um, She's Atlantean, but she's come from like a different family of them. That's a whole nother thing. But <laughs> she does come from the underwater sea uh, citizens and everything. And uh, but she does have like superpowers, and I love her superpowers. Um, but uh, she does definitely brings a great dynamic and right, great way to balance. Yeah, that. and so she's always sort of like reminding him, like you are the king of Atlantis. Like you don't have to bow down to anybody on nope. land. You know. The, the water is is greater in this planet. You know, there's way more surface area of, of water and, and we have a whole civilization under the water. Yeah. You know, the other part of it, I think why people don't really respect Aquaman or look up to him too, is that you don't really think of the ocean as like ocean power. No. You know, like if you just ran, even nowadays, like let's just say we're just in the real world, um, people still see as like, the cities and land as the real power. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about like how much life is in the ocean or how right. deep the ocean is or how much possibility. There's the coral reef. Ooh, yeah. this yeah. great barrier reef. Okay, so it's like, that's cool. <laughs> it just and they play on that a lot. Jeff Johns yeah. is very familiar with sort of that idea that, you know, things could crawl out of the ocean and people are like, what the heck's going on? Right. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff down there in the DC world. Absolutely. And I did like the other approach they did with Mara was what happens when she starts living on land and how she encounters the public as well. Yeah. Because the public, if you think they're hard on Aquaman, they're hard on her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they're like, she doesn't want to obey any laws. She thinks they're stupid. And what's well, true, we have stupid laws. But there's some, <laughs> they're like, they're good. And they want to actually, like, there are several times where they want to bring her to justice. Her, they're all, everybody's brand of justice and to get her to jail. And so she's like, I ain't going to do that. I'm the queen of freaking land. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the other part, too, is, um, you know, there's, there's a scene here where Aquaman's pulling a ship in from a, a hurricane. Yep. So, you know, he goes out there, he grabs their anchor, and he just starts swimming this ship in and saves the the uh, crewman on board, which is like, there's like 10 people on board. Sure. So you think about that compared to what Superman is doing, you know, where he's visibly saving uh, thousands of people in a... A, day. a dense yeah. city uh and and everyone knows about him if aquaman pulls a boat in from shore no one really notices no just i think thing. the nearby community like yeah. the, the shore community so it's like all right he's doing good but like no one's really noticing sure and then really like attributing it to like we're glad aquaman is here right um it's also kind of interesting to note that uh him and mira don't have uh, secret identities. You know, no, no, they don't. They know around. they they kind of do know them. Him as Arthur, and I don't think yeah, Mara is just Mara. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, she just wears her same costume. Yeah, as they right. Yeah, it's just Queen Mara. You know, she's like going shopping right. At they're the they're not a Lois Lane or things like that. You know, she just is who she is. But that's okay, and you know, um, I think that's why they always were hard on Arthur's dad. Um, who like worked at a lighthouse and stuff. And, you know, when they were raising Arthur and things like that, they're always very hard on him. And you're like, oh, you, you, um, you got, you hooked up with a, uh, uh, somebody from under the sea and things like that. And people were really hard on him and treat him indifferently and things like that. And that's just a very different dynamic. 
that he's that used to. And that's hard to, he still wants to help the people, but they always shunned him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was, that's definitely interesting. So, um, so this comic does a really good job, like we've already said, of setting up his character. And then once it's set up, Jeff Johns kind of jumps in and does what he does best. He starts introducing characters from like the past and he introduces like other storylines. And um, he brings in like this group of people that are uh, using Atlantean artifacts to give themselves power. Oh, yep. You know, so then Arthur or Aquaman was the others i think group. they're called yeah yeah yep. <laughs> they gave, like, jeff Jones gave him his own like aquaman the superhero atlantean team <laughs> yeah so i was like i don't know who the, so i looked them up yeah and it's were like, they legit yeah they've yeah. only appeared in this though it's oh like, okay this is who they are and sure like, after this jeff john's run it's like you've never seen them oh again. that's sad they're but, cool yeah they each use like an artifact one is like a helmet one has like chains from right i remember has, one like, being like the the bond one and yep yeah. and like the, the jungle girl <laughs> yeah, the jungle. Yeah. um one sort of saw the future so she could sort of evade your attack because she saw into the future like a minute or something sure so uh, you know, he introduces his new characters and then kind of gets you attached to them. And then he brings in Black Manta. Yeah. Dun, like, dun, dun. Black Manta. If anyone remembers like the Super, Super Friends cartoon, he was there. <laughs> He's part of it. He's like, he is the Lex Luthor of Aquaman. Right. He is like his arch nemesis forever. And he was in the first Aquaman movie. Oh, yep. With Jason Moore. And I, that, that was uh, such a cool to bring him into it and kind of really slow down to like dissect like why they hate each other. Um, when you're reading throughout the Omnibus, you're like, he just hates him because of this, but he hates him because of that. Yeah. And there, it's kind of like an eye for an eye, like uh, Aquaman hurts like or kills his father. So Black Manta is going to kill his father and they're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he does sort of appear in this and, and, I think Jeff expects you to kind of know who he is, you know? So it's like a little bit. I think he does nice. have like one solo book in the back, but yeah, it's then. nice to have a little background on Aquaman or just, just generally uh, justice league. I mean, he's been fighting the justice league and Aquaman since the ever forties. You know? Yeah. I was going to so say the, Aquaman came out in, I just had it. He was one of the, yeah. The early guys. Yeah. He was one of the early guys. I think it was 1941. So yeah, that's pretty, yeah, golden age. Yeah, I mean, Batman came out in 1940. Yeah, more fun so. comics number 73 with 1941. Yeah, yeah, 1941. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's been around for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, and maybe we don't know. Maybe there wasn't a better writer until now. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. there was like there's some notable runs like Peter David and things like that. Um, that that did some cool stories and visions of you know the character and things like that but i think it takes like a modern refresh to bring him up aquaman's one of the characters so like batman he is just you know i think he's sort of eternal and you know they update his gadgets and like his cars sure but batman as a core character hasn't really changed his his mission statement sure. i guess but like aquaman i think they're gonna need to like update him Every 10 years or so. Just sure. Just to break. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> I think moment. also what this book kind of, uh, as it's like, that it goes over like three arcs, um, he keeps, uh, Jeff Johns like reinforces and 
does we talk about world worlding but he gives like a lord the character like um goes back to like king neptune he goes back mm-hmm. to you know why he has such a, a war with his brother ocean master and why you know what what is um what is the rest of the kingdom? You know, it talks about like the seven seas and things like that. And it's like, okay, we know about three of the seas. What what about the other four? What are they? What are those kingdoms doing? And he just does uh, this just incredibly. Yeah, I mean, the the nice thing, like if you think about Wonder Woman, some of the better stories of Wonder Woman is when she really, really taps into her mythology yeah you know, with all the other gods and interacting right. with them you know gods demigods yeah you know, even crossing with powers. like norse gods greek yep. gods and that's um, when people that. really get fired up about wonder woman is like when they're reminded that she is almost otherworldly a sure. little bit and aquaman i think you get really fired up with the character when you realize that he's part of a entire Lost um, civilization. Ocean. Yeah, yeah that ocean, too. Yeah. Like hierarchy. So you can kind of play with that and kind of Game of Thrones it a bit. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, exactly that. And he's the one who's on the surface that says, you know, I'm going to protect the humans. But then he also has his tie as king of Atlantis. And he's like, I need to make sure that my people, you know, who are his people? His people of Atlantis or his people of the land, you know, so he's right. kind of torn. Which is cool to have a little demi. He's got like a demigod idea. Yeah, it's not like his, like the demigods are like influencing him, but they have like artifacts. That was really cool, like plot device. You know, just kind of you know again building that lore up. What? How is this relating to like all the you know the Neptune and all the kings that were before King Arthur and things like that? That was I think that was pretty brilliant on Jeff Johns' part. Do you yeah. want to talk about the art a little bit? Yeah. So it starts out with a very well-known DC artist, um, Ivan Reis. Ivan Reis. Um, <laughs> he, <sighs> all right. So <laughs> I yeah. always, I always have to like sigh. Like, uh, his art, I really do like because it's, it's, it's dynamic. It moves you through the page. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Neil Adams, like old school Neil okay. Adams a little bit because everyone, like a refined version of it. Yeah. Like everyone has like expressions and they're, their arms and like hands and just there's lots of movement. Things are always happening, right? Yeah, he does good backgrounds and yeah. scenery too. Um, he, he also does a really good job of drawing someone. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Like drawing someone so that later in the book, if they popped up again, you would know who they are. Oh, like, yeah. They're like easy he, to identify. Yeah. He gives people sort of this, uh, this little illustration identity. Um, like... Uh, they do it with like the police or Mira has obviously her own look, it, just her face and stuff. This Sure. Or when awesome. they're at like Aquaman's like land home, like it's very warm. It's very subtle. And, yeah. Know, it's but like right he's there also with challenged with just how much writing needs to be pounded into the page so that Jeff Johns can kind of get his point across. Sure. And it's, this is a very fast paced book. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Um, most Jeff Johns's work, it's not very dialogue or uh narration heavy it's you know it's very you go to you go to the next panel the next panel next panel yeah um easy page turner so ivan was also the artist on jeff john's green lantern so i think maybe what they did was just paired him up again to say we're going to do a fair amount of world building so we need you to kind of come in and and break all this apart sure um the other the other part of this all uh with the art is is you can't um i don't know who the colorist is but you can't 
put them to the side because boy, some of this stuff, you know, you're on land, your explosions, there's in water, there's bubbles, there's light from other, you know, creatures. Ron Reese? Yeah, probably. Yep. That's oh, Rod, Rod Reese. Yeah, Ron Reese. Ivan Reese and Rod Reese? I want could be his brother. Are they related? Relation. I don't know. <laughs> this is just this is just happening now um, Breaking news. <laughs> but yeah you know like there, there's uh you know glowing parts from um black manta you know like his laser yeah. eyes and there's glowing parts from his um uh trident and, sure you know, and you talk this... about the villains another villain they introduced was like the trunch people yeah the trunch people are like um they're evolved sea creatures uh, but they're like humanoid to a, like a certain point. <laughs> they're like straight up monsters. Yeah, too, you, you see know? them at the end of the uh, first Aquaman film, and but they're like more terrifying in this comic book, I would say. Yeah, so really, the first uh, maybe half of this Omni um, is Ivan, and then I think they kind of start switching over to some other artists, which which is mm-hmm. funny because yeah, you Paul right Pilter was the second yes. main artist, and then like you're just jumps right into that but whoever they're picking almost all the artists as i'm just sort of quickly flipping through here they have to be like a super detailed artist because there's just so much all the ocean texture yeah so many absolutely things going on and uh just like in the movie when they were underwater and everyone's hair is already always floating all yeah over you the have place. to consider that yeah, too like what that. space are you in what you're in the ocean okay yep. how is the spy park gonna flow with the other ones and you always want to show like the whole body in the ocean, they always show like head to toe just so that you realize they're floating. Yeah. Where on earth, sometimes they cut off their legs or they're cut off, you know, because it's like you just assume they're standing. Sure. You got to consider ground. the perspective a little bit more. Yep. Yep. Okay. But uh, but I do like Ivan. I think he's uh, he's probably, if I were to look at it, he's probably a quick artist. And that's probably why people really like him. Yeah. You know, um, John Byrne and Neil Adams and uh, even Jim Lee to a point. Uh, early on uh, were just fast. Yeah. So they just, people, comic book creator uh, or comic book publishers love fast people artists. who are fast. Yeah, yeah you got to like, hey, um, something happened. Can you fill in? <laughs> it's like, wow, you're pounding out five pages a week? Like, yeah, we need yeah. you. So it's like, that's, I think, what really what Ivan is about. He's probably a very fast artist. Yeah. My, I guess. Absolutely. Um, I guess what, what was your favorite arc or what anything stood out to you? Uh, I actually just, I've always liked black Manta as a character. I don't know why there's just part of it. Like his helmet is just goofy to me, but also <laughs> it's kind I mean, of menacing though. Yeah. That's what I really liked is just, he's really set up like a, like a Sith Lord or something. I don't sure. know. Um, and I just always liked the, the, uh, villains who have, at least somewhat of a backstory more than just I'm an evil person and I'm going to do something evil. So yeah. like, that's why I really like, like Dr. Octopus and like some of the other like Magneto and stuff, you know, they have kind of a, I don't know, a rich philosophy that goes along with them. Mm-hmm. Um, where Manta is, you know, he's able to hold his own, like you said, against, oh, yeah. against Aquaman who's superhuman strength and he's, Manta's just a guy, so it's like yeah, he has to use a lot of technology. He has to be really. He's not a mad scientist to a point, but like he's he's really cunning. He's 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 got all the super spy skills. He's got everything he needs. Well, he's not afraid to like you know uh, take someone out, take someone out, backstab him. He's he's kind of very he's very cutthroat. Yes, yeah, like a pirate. Yes, so yeah, he has some of that mentality as well. Like a Manta. 
Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Mantas. I don't sure. Know. Bloodthirsty. Um, I like the kind of the ongoing war between uh, Ocean Master and Aquaman. It's always very interesting because yeah. you kind of learn more about Aquaman's family and you know, going back to the origins of like his mom and when she was ruling. Um, she was part of the ruling family of Atlantis at the time and things like that. Then so, you kind of learn. Yeah. Like, so Aquaman's all the dynamics mom was queen of Atlantis. Yeah. And then she came up to the surface mm-hmm. and met a human. Yep. First day, the walks out. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Hey, but. look, there's a human. And then <laughs> fell in love and yep. had Aquaman and then went back to the ocean. Yep. Um, and then she was shunned by her people. Yes. <laughs> but when she got there, she had uh, her son, which is... Um, Arthur. Uh, uh, no, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ocean uh, yeah. Ocean Master. Yep. So Ocean Master is Arthur's brother. Yeah. Uh, and he is like, I will run Atlantis. And then Aquaman's like, but I'm also oh, king. Yeah, he Atlantis. has the right. Like, yeah. And so Aquaman's other thing on top of all of his other things, he's a very complex character at the end <laughs> of the day is, but his other complexity is he doesn't necessarily want to rule Atlantis. He just, he has that responsibility to. Yeah, but you know, if you think about it, he kind of is. He does. Like, he does it without doing it. He kind of wimps out on it. He so does. He does. That's yeah. He's like, I'm busy on the surface, but when I'm when it's convenient to me, I, I want to be king ruling. Of yeah, Atlantis. yeah, which is weird, like to explain but in and the flesh meantime, out. Yeah, Ocean Master. You if you want to just sort of run Atlantis, go ahead. But if you do something, that's he kind of runs it like a dictator a bit. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so that was, and then there's like, uh, what was it? Uh, his uncle Valco. Um, he is, he is always like in the best interests of like Aquaman. And yeah, he was doing all doing all these things just for Aquaman. So you can sit on throne because you're the one true king. Oh, but then I screwed this up, and there's like a tidal wake up. Yeah, and I kind of injured. And by the way, I'm really feisty, and I get pissed. Yeah, off. but yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it is weird because. Uh, the 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 side story um, for a lot of Aquaman is does he choose the Justice League or does he choose the ocean or yep. does he choose humanity or does he choose Mira or yeah you know if someone came up and said pick a side right now um, what would he choose he wants to choose both yeah but right. he, can't he wants a little half and half yeah um, so that's a very interesting complex about the character that it's fun to read. Very fun. Yeah. I also do like when the Justice League do come in. They can only do so much. Like, we'll help you, dude. Oh, but we're kind of busy. And there's like this tidal wave. And we got to save this. And we're kind of useless here. And we're, we can go in the ocean. But we're not that great. Not as good as you. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, you know. There's a limit. You have Superman and Batman and Cyborgs. And then there's a, a, a tsunami headed there. Really, what are they going to do? Right. You know, there isn't much. I did like what happen. like what they did with Cyborg. And like, yes. oh, you have to like <laughs> take a part of your lungs. Something yeah, like Cyborg that. was. <laughs> have to make a sacrifice so we can go in the water. <laughs> in this story, he was like still partly human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they said, well, if you're going to upgrade yourself to this point uh, where you're going to be able to like swim the yeah. uh, deep ocean, you're going to have to give up your one human lung yeah your last human lung yeah (laughs) so they kind of picked on cyborg a little bit where he was like but it's a real consequence to think about like for cyborg i mean you got the rest of the league like yeah and they're getting pummeled and kidnapped and things like that and cyborg's like i'm the technology guy i can talk to you 
but I can't help you. And, and then, then they're like, we need you though. <laughs> he's already given up so much of his humanity. You know, yeah. like how much is he gonna Right. So going? that was that was a cool like little little nugget of side story in there, like you talked about. That's that's a really cool explorer. So that Justice League part, just like most um comic book runs. So like this Aquaman run has Aquaman number one, of course, and then it runs all the way through Aquaman number twenty-five, but in there is a little crossover. And uh, you've got like three or four issues of the Justice League. Yep. So if you were just reading Justice League, and comic books, I've, I've done this for years, um, it's called crossovers. And if you were just leading, reading Justice League, like one through 50, um, in the middle there, you'll have a few issues with Aquaman just showing up. Yep. And then you're like, what's happening here? So if you want to know more about that, then DC Comics is like, go read Aquaman. So that kind of like draws you to the next character. And, yeah, sure. you know, they've done that forever. I mean, Marvel used to do that back even with Fantastic Four. They used to have uh, other characters show up in Fantastic sure. Four because they were doing so well. They were like, let's introduce this person. For sure. And they don't do it as much as they used to do it back in the Silver Age, but they would put like editors on. Editors yeah. on. Go see this issue or see that issue. And yeah, I, I, I kind of miss that because then you're reading something modern. You're like, Oh, where'd they come from? Yeah. Oh, it, it well, you got to do a little out. more homework there. And and I, I do like that too. Like right in the you, middle of your reading, it would say, yeah. you know, want to know more? Uh, check out Aquaman number right. one through 15. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'll go find that. Yeah. Uh, and it really <laughs> did. It really did encourage you to kind of read characters that you never really uh, knew much about. And for Aquaman to kind of show up in the Justice League and have a big crisis, uh, that that's that's a cool um i think you know fish hook uh, so to say uh to be punny about it yeah. but to pull, <laughs> to pull you <laughs> over to the aquaman stories um that's what i really i always i always like that sure they had other characters i guess up. you know after reading this omnibus of aquaman by jeff johns i definitely do want to check out like some of his more noble stuff like um like the peter david stuff i always hear stuff hear about um Maybe some more events and things like that. But and then just you're going to be disappointed, right? No. Is this the best run? <laughs> well, I, I can never say it's the best we run. Don't it's know. the best run you've ever read. That, there, see? This this <laughs> served as a really uh, historically, you know, we're talking within the last 10 years, um, Jeff John's run uh, served as the, the starting point for, for most Aquaman fans nowadays. Sure. You know, so that's why we're, reviewing it and reading it because this is like the quintessential Aquaman story. If you're going to pick one. Yeah. Uh, and I guess right now DC is printing a lot more of their new 52 stuff in uh, uh, omnibus format. Yeah. Like I Swamp that. thing. Yeah. Um, Batman. Super, uh, Superman just got, a, uh, I don't know if his stuff is quite, quite yet, but like uh, they're just exploring more of that universe. I guess they're they're putting that more out. I kind of enjoy reading it. It's it's kind of refreshing. Just I think in a retro look a little bit, mm-hmm. and just like if you don't, if you're not the person who's that robust in DC, this is a cool point to start, and then you can explore what's around it. Yeah. So what DC did was they they had New Fifty Two running for years, and then it wasn't doing well. So they said, all right, how can we kind of go back to where we sure. were, and then rebirth. And so, they brought <laughs> Rebirth in, which was somewhat tied with the Watchmen. A little yeah, bit. Uh, that's all. So it, they made it complicated, but the long story short is 
they're back to the original people and yeah. it was a um like a other universe yeah right? like new 52 was an alternate universe sometimes they roll things back into it so yeah. sometimes i say oh this really happened like oh the green lantern run they kept it yeah i mean batman's like batman, continuity they yeah it. they kept it you know so, so they, they didn't they have to kept it the out. parts they really liked but they said for the most part it was another universe of these same characters doing their own stuff but yeah. now we're all back to right. the re- the the real uh timeline the true timeline which is you know Batman and Superman started in 1939 and 1940 and Aquaman started in 1941 and here we are in modern day and uh we're all back to the normal timeline so New 52 was just a side quest that didn't it was, a, it was a great but, thought experiment yeah. and something fun to try it's out. It's cool for them to try things like that. I don't, yeah. you know, why not? Absolutely. You gotta mix it up. Um, uh, apart from this omnibus, another cool thing that recently came out that I really enjoyed um, was Aquaman King of Atlantis. It was a show that came out on HBO and it was really funny. Like it did so... It's it's very cartoony. It's Are you very, talking about that wacky? Yeah, cartoon? the wack. It's so wacky and funny, <laughs> and I just want people, more people to know about it. Um, yeah, it's uh, what was it? Um, it? It just came out this last year. It's three episodes, and if you ever seen Super Jail, it was a show on Adult Swim. It was. It's not as quite as vulgar as that was, but it was. Ve- it it definitely kept all the same animation. And it's just funnier than heck. And, and they he both makes like fun of himself, but also he kind of like draws inspiration for Josh Johns and you know he keeps that family dynamic and he keeps he he wants to be the king without being the king. You know, him and Mary always go back and forth, but they love each other. And um definitely recommend checking that out. Well, and this comic too is uh, we, we I think we mentioned earlier on is the traditional blonde hair. Yeah. Um, you know, clean shaven mm-hmm. um, Aquaman with the green trousers and the gold scale armor right. top. You know, that is the traditional Iron Man look that his costume, just like, uh, you know, Batman, Superman, all that, it hasn't really changed in, in 80 years. Sure. Uh, so they've they've kept that alive and that's what's in the story. So yeah. it's, it is cool to... Um, the end of this year, it's slated that um, Aquaman 2 is coming out with Jason Moore and the whole cast coming back. But he's actually going to be in like a blue suit. It's oh, like yeah. 80s like suit. Yeah. His stealth suit. Stealth they made suit. like a sort yeah. of different one. So that'll be cool to see. It's called Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. Ooh. So right. cool. DC keeping it going. Keeping yep. it going. <laughs> All right. So um, this was our review of. Aquaman by Jeff Johns, the legendary writer, and his awesome, fantastic run. It's a great jumping on point for new readers. The art's great. It's easy to follow along. Great pacing. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. The Omnibus, you can check out, um, find online at various places. It's about 700 pages long or so yeah. when you add in all the gallery um, extras and and. Uh, drawings this is actually one of the more affordable omnibuses it's going for like 40 to 60 bucks depending where you find it yeah actually it's been on sale like all the time yeah so um you know if you're definitely watching your budget this is great to pick up and it's affordable all right and this is vampire comic hour with your hosts andrew Glanner and chris ramos signing off good night
Thank you.